together. And how are you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is so wonderful to literally be back. Destination 831, Kevin Armstead is behind the camera. I'm Coach Casey. So happy to be behind this microphone. We are at Cali Roots in the media room for the 2022 festival. And uh, we are just delighted. We want to thank everybody for inviting us out here. And to see so many beautiful, smiley faces has been such a blessing. And I wanted to kick off our celebration here. We're going to be talking with a lot of people who are pretty well known around the area. And I said, well, let's start with a guy that we all know in our area who has been uh, bringing smiles to our faces for a long time, ever since he was a youngster. Many people might not recognize Lil Jordan Eugenio, who's almost all grown up. And I asked his father, Johnny, to join us as well because I'm fascinated by the story, starting with the father-son dynamic. Mm -hmm. This guy does a lot of talking. We'll get to you. <laughs> when did you first know something special was going on with Lil Jordan? Musically, I discovered it at eight years old. Where, what was um, it? It was because I was doing a uh, song for charity for, for the Special Olympics. And so I, ha I had paid for this songwriter and an artist to sing the song. I said, oh, something's missing because I'm doing it for her. My son has Down syndrome and his younger brother should say something on that song. Wow. And so there was an eight-part part verse that could use a little bit of rap in it, right? Because it was an R&B song. So I said, I asked the uh, producer, can my son do the rap on that? And next thing you know, he did it and bam, the discovery happened. What was that like for you? Honestly, uh, I still remember that, that moment because really I just pulled up to a studio in Richmond, shout out to Genesee Lewis. And um, yeah, just they wrote me an eight bar verse and I went in there and knocked it out. And I guess I did it so natural. They kind of just invited me back to do more songs as an actual artist rather than just doing a charity song. What itself. led to that naturalness, though? How did you develop that confidence, yeah. that ability to stand up and knock those eight out? Um, I would say just being a big music fan in general. I would say I listened to a lot of R&B, hip hop when I was younger. So I already had that you know, that hip-hop type of swag to me, if that makes sense. I just really had it, you know, the foundation be laid out by the producer. Explain hip-hop swag. <laughs> um, who were some of the, the guys that were getting you swagging? Uh, I mean, obviously, I could say Eminem. I could say 50 Cent for sure. Um, just, just you know, like I said, like I, I grew up listening to hip-hop pretty much. You know, when you see things when you're younger, you kind of like somehow picture yourself doing that type of stuff. But a lot of people can't really actually do it the right way. They just think they can do it. But once I, you know, got the right people around me, I mean, to start off with a producer who did stuff for the Bay Area, like Mr. Fab, Too Short, and uh, uh, Mac Dre, local legends, you know what I mean? So just to start off as a beginner with that type of producer is already kind of... Don't F it up. Right? Yeah, it's kind of like... A, Does yeah. that put extra pressure on you? I mean, it probably did. But I was eight, so right. I was kind of like just like kind of like walking into a studio. Yeah, I was just and, a little uh, kid. That was, and it, was it at that time, whereabouts did you say, yeah, this is something I think I could get into? Honestly, when MySpace was a big thing, uh, MySpace was literally the Facebook, the everything back then. And uh, when we posted, it was my first album, our first couple of singles, 
you know, the local radio station started calling me me in, and then they had charts where it was like top ten independent artists all over MySpace. I was the top ten, and then, like I said, like this, then seeing millions of plays on a couple of songs uh, definitely boosted my confidence and was able to go out to shows where people were actually recognizing me. So that always helps when you get the fans behind your you. Your age back. during this time is what? Like eight to ten. I mean, I perform. Probably those couple songs, probably for a good five years, like eight to thirteen yeah. at least. So, like I said, and then when, once I started making more music and getting to bigger crowds, and then headlining with other big headliners, you know what I mean, including like Jabawaki, Sean Kingston, and Baby Bash, like you name it, like just to be on the same slate as those big artists, it made me feel like I I was meant to be here, you know. Back to Dad here because during this time between eight and ten. You had a strategy in place as this was starting to bloom in front of you, this dream. Yeah, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, young artists, like, uh, come up really fast. And to me, Jordan's more talented than just music because he was a really great athlete. So I wanted him to live like a normal life, you know, go to high school, play some high school sports. And, you know, you can't ever relive that past. You know, once you... Don't graduate. I mean, if you don't play basketball in high school and you always sure. wanted to, you can't go backwards. You miss out, man. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I said, if you're destined to do music, then you can always do it when you graduate. Right. And I'm proud of him because, you know, he graduated at Full Sail University with a music production degree. Yeah. Shows me that he's interested in the, in the music cool, business. Man. Yeah. Not too many people can be an artist, like you say, oh, I'm going to be a rapper. Yeah. But you got to go to school and be a student of the game, too. Right. Well, so. I think going back to that confidence factor in terms of first starting music, yeah. like sports gave me that kind of confidence in anything. Because right. there was times where I'd be golfing in front of random people or playing basketball in front of a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of took that to music. Let's jump in on the golf, man. You made mm-hmm. a name for yourself fairly young and early. Yeah. Let's uh, let's tee it up. Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, man. I mean. I started golfing at technically one and a half or two. My dad sawed off a uh, shotgun. Uh, sawed off a sandwich. <laughs> With a, and, he, and he aimed yeah. it. Yeah. Sawed off a sandwich, and basically I just started swinging pretty naturally. Uh, even the U.S. Open, uh, they covered me just swinging away, CNN. Natural swing. Yeah. Uh, were you a big golfer, Johnny? Uh, no, actually no? Tiger Woods got to be excited about golf. Oh, okay. I didn't even play golf in high school, so wow. I always so played baseball. Cover, you were in Tiger got in there, and you said, yeah, there's something. He gets the club, and what were you thinking? Everybody's, I mean, he was just hitting every single ball, and I'm like, yeah. does he have a real swing? You know, and then yeah. people start watching. He goes, oh, my God, he's a natural, right. like, and I didn't know. Crazy. How did you know, or how did you get that way, man? I don't know. I was, like, only two. I mean, yeah. it's just crazy to look back at it, yeah. all the experiences I've had. Just innate talent came from Yeah. You. And then what did you do over the years to develop that? I mean, obviously – just keep practicing and stuff, you know, and then just to be featured on some of these shows, yeah. it really like highlighted well, my tell talent. Us the shows. Give oh no, no, I was gonna say receipt. best damn sports show. Period. Yeah, uh, is that what's called? Good morning, America. Good morning, America. Like just for them. I mean, I think best damn sports show is probably the the I, highlight. I, I think it, it was great, but you were also on the golf channel on the big. Feature. Yeah, I was on the golf channel. <laughs> I would just say <laughs> I would just your, you yeah. Know, you yeah, he knows. Here. Well, I was young, so yeah. I would say best on sports show specifically, just because we had uh, it was when John, Sally, Chris Rose, oh, yeah. and then Tom Arnold stand up there with a bullseye, and Natalie Golbus and uh, David Duvall tried to hit in the middle of the bullseye, and then there was me at four years old and first try, I hit it right in the dead yeah. center of the bullseye. 
Hoping you would have hit him in the head. <laughs> yeah. Like Tom and, Arnold. And then that's that became top 100 uh, moments of that show. Uh, actually, that's top nine. It was Not, top 20. Top 20. All time. So I thought that was cool. <laughs> Man, but that I, is really cool. What all the other experiences were a, dope, though. Awesome. It, yeah. That's a good receipt to, yeah. to cash in there. Let's get forward here as we we know that things have just kind of uh, literally started to, well, I wouldn't say explode, but you're, you're definitely – on the upward trajectory. Yeah. Um, and there's been some changes to your game. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, like I said, I grew up pretty much rap, R&B. And, you know, I figure, like, being here is my first time at Kelly Roots, and it's always been in my backyard in Monterey. Yeah. So getting more into, like, the island reggae or just the reggae type of vibe, uh, we made a song and pretty much uh, one, shout out One Drop Scott, who did a lot of stuff with the Bay Area uh, producers. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I made the song and basically it's just just stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit, um, kind of going back to my roots a little bit. I'm a Filipino, Korean and Chinese American at the end of the day. So, you know, I might as well switch it up a little bit. And I took a little break from music for quite a bit of time. You know what I mean? So now I'm here at 24 and I'm still young. So I'm, I'm glad to be opening up for Jordan T from Maui. Um, on June 15th, we're doing a show at the Filipino Club in Salinas, raising money for the Filipino Foundation over there. So, you know, it's, it's starting to, you know, kick off. It's just the beginning again. It's a restart. But, yeah, I'm, I'm getting into my lane now. As you restart, are you still writing? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Is there a difference in terms of the lyrics or how you approach hip-hop versus reggae? I mean, I think hip-hop, you know, we all know it's 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 always upbeat. And I, I, I do like the reggae beats that are upbeat, too. I think the message is always been pretty clear from when I was younger, like the positive vibes and, you know, shout out to, you know, try to get out the girls and stuff like that. But I think now that I'm grown and able to go to step in these clubs legally and stuff like that, I'm able to really branch off into a whole nother market that I've been missing. So I think uh, seeing seeing what these guys are performing live right now, yeah. I think it kind of gives me a better outlook of the crowd that I'm looking at. And it's a big crowd. So is <laughs> part of your creative process visualization seeing yourself up there on that crowd yeah i think tell me so. about take us there i think so I, I i mean i look at the the main guys that got me really into reggae was common kings and jay boog like i'm gonna keep it real i came here today i seen jay boog and you know it just just to see like the islander person yeah. up there on stage rocking it you know i was like i can do that too you know i think uh i have the flexibility and I'm universal enough to switch genres in different ways. Like, sure. I, I could always mesh up my own. Five-tool player, man. Keep it going. Yeah, man. No limit to your creativity. Why should there be? Yeah, exactly. And this right? newest single that's coming out, like, you'll hear me sing on the chorus, and then I'm doing a little bit of rapping, and then especially a bridge part. So it's it's a little mixture of everything. Nice. So you can call it reggae, you can call it pop, you can call it rap, you can call it R&B. So that's what I like about it. You call, How do they uh, get a chance to hear it? Well, it, it's coming out soon on all platforms. Um Basically, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you call it, but uh, liljordan.com, L-I-L-J-O-R-D-N.com. You'll be able to catch me on tour or whatever days I'm performing and all my music stuff and my links. And then my personal uh, Instagram, L-I-L-J-O-R-D-A-N-831. So shout out 831, man. Shout out. Um, <laughs> let's talk about, uh, we left something off of the resume. It's a lengthy one. Mm-hmm. Author. Tell me about the book. Oh, yeah. No, my dad authored a book. <laughs> Children's golf book, man. Go get it. Uh, Ryan, shout out Ryan Benjamin, illustrator for DC Comics. Well, I shouldn't say he wrote it. I yeah, I didn't write it. <laughs> I, gotta, I was going to bounce it back uh, yeah, over go here. Yeah, bounce it back, bounce it back. No, Let's wait, talk wait. about. Uh, first of all, did 
you're the hype man. Everything he said or, or everything, where do you project a career in terms of what he's doing? And Oh, well, I think with this first single, people are going to be very surprised. that we I kind of test marketed it with different people to listen to it. And from, from people from Nebraska to Hawaii. Wow. And they're like loving it. And I'm like, when I first heard him write the song, though, I was, I was ready loving it. I'm like, oh, my God, we got to get in the studio. Nice. And I was very excited because, you know, that's the kind of music. I, it's uplifting. It's, yeah. it's fresh. And it's catchy. Right. And it's to the girls. And it's a summer song. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a Perfect summer hit. Sure it's everything. a summer hit. I wish you were on the radio right now. We'd oh, be my God. cranking it. And you'd be enjoying it. Might be it. in the background of this video. We'll, uh, you know, so, <laughs> so, no, you have a What's the video? We got something planned for that? Or? Oh, no. I, well, video will come out eventually. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. We'll, we'll be able to shoot that maybe a couple months down okay, the line nice. when it drops. But the nice the thing is. Do you have that in your mind already, what you're seeing? I'm pretty or? sure. I, I just. And kinda, how will you do that? Will you work with a collaborative thing or you say, no, this is what I want? Um, obviously I think the, the guys that do the videos will always have a great little, you know, yeah, you're, idea you're to, to that you're, you're willing to, you, yeah, right. you don't strike me as it got to be my way. Right. Or the highway kind of guy. Talk about the book. Uh, again, Jordan's inspired me to write the book because I, wait, the thing is well, he was so talented in golf, right? I'm like, well, where's his friends at that are playing golf? Everybody's yeah. playing basketball, football, baseball, right? How am I going to get more kids into golf? Right. I can't just write a golf book. They're not going to like that. So I wrote a story where kids could read a children's story. In children's stories, they always love animation. They love monsters. They love battles. A good right. guy, bad guy. So beginning, middle, and end of a story. You got it. A story about a kid has to defeat the monsters on the golf course. And it, it, I was surprised because, you know, Jordan character got the, a great artist, artist for Batman comics, DC, to do the illustrations. But the crazy thing is when I let this, again, I tested it. Right. I let the. The, C- the Ping, CEO of Ping, John Solheim. Okay, oh, all right, yeah. Big a- name, big company. Yeah, one of the top companies <laughs> in the world. <laughs> I said, hey, I wrote this book. Can you take a look at it and read it and tell me what you oh. think? They loved it. They're like, oh, what do you want me to Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, I got something hot here because I want to get more. The main thing is I always tell people, if you work hard at something you love and you do it because you love to do it, then if it's great, it'll happen, yeah. right? But if you're just thinking about just trying to make money, trying oh. to make, no, it's not going to work. You got to do something you're passionate about, right. and then things fall into place. So I'm passionate about golf because I want to see more kids into it. So, boom, it happened. And, Terrific. And, I mean, I was doing, me and Jordan doing signings at Costco's and Barnes & Noble's. We were doing it at the AT&T Pro-Am. I got pros' wives coming to get books for their kids. How exciting. I mean, Ping even did a press release on the Golf Wire to talk about the book. You know, put, I still got the press release right on my website. That's, <laughs> so, hey man, that's some heady it's stuff. It's pretty awesome. You still playing golf? Yeah, yeah, I still play a couple times. A How's the game? It's still, it's still looking like near scratch. Oh, <laughs> near <laughs> Not, scratch. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys are yeah. there. How about you? About an eight handicap, right now, yeah. Is, what's it like when you two are, are, are we playing together or what are you doing? Oh, we, yeah, we, we play together all yeah. the time. Not really nice. a bit anything going on, but, you yeah, know, we'll have fun. Cool, we, we, I like to see, you know, we just like to have fun. Travel you know? the world type Fathers of thing. Fathers and yeah. sons on the golf course. Um. We're back here at Cali Roots, of course. Uh, anybody else that you're really looking forward to seeing? Um, like I said, Comic Kings for sure. Yeah. Um, Ice Cube. Ice Cube, <laughs> yes. Ice Cube, Sean Paul. Yeah. Um, shout out Kali. I seen him a little bit today, um, and then he's probably performing tomorrow. So, yeah. I mean, a little, little bit. Of everybody. I'm I'm finally getting to meet you know some of these guys too. And, you know, they're all down to earth and pretty cool. And they're just doing their thing, loving to do music. So One I respect thing we, it. We chatted earlier about uh, no competition. 
everybody's cooperating. Yeah, yeah. I love it. They're all supporting each other. That's what I love about this genre. Talk about the influences that perhaps you were able to uh, have with Jordan making the switch over. Well, I, I said, Jordan, let's go to this concert. They're going to go see Jay Boog. <laughs> so I kind of like wanted him to go see what I enjoy now. Right. You know, because I always, I always grew up with rap. I grew up with uh, the Sugar Hill Gang back in the day. Back in the day. That's some old. I still geez. got the, the vinyl. <laughs> I got the vinyl hanging on my wall. So I'm original, know all about the rap game. But, but the, the island music, the reggae was just very inspiring because I used I go to Hawaii all the time and that's all I hear. And it's just fun. I mean, it's just lo- it's uplifting. And that's right. why I was trying to get him in it. So I showed him a couple groups and I said, hey, you got to be a student of the game now. Come check out the reggae sure. fest here. Right. Come Scout out and out, check right? it out mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. see what kind of crowd and see how everybody's having a good time. Yeah. You know, and, and this is it. How did you take to that? I mean, were you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this I mean, guy's pretty wise. If you, when did you realize that you got a pretty sharp old man? <laughs> Unlike most guys, you listen to your old man. Well, it sounds that, like. Yeah, I mean, he's my father, so he's well, always going to. Yes, he's but always going to no, look you out don't for understand, me. Right. You know what I mean? But so. you listen to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think like I said, I, um, when he when he took me to go to like the Green J Boog and Common Kings, I really seen the crowd and seen how they. Not only that, their music's uplifting, but they they're upbeat too. Like they get the sure. crowd yeah, cool bumping, people, and man. and uh, like I said, uh, Islander guys, and you know I see myself doing that. You know what yeah. I mean? I can do that. What's your uh, take on the fans? Of course, just uh, interactions. How do you uh, at a festival like this? One of the things I'm impressed with is how the uh, some of the bands are out there. Greeting. I mean, that to me would be the fun stuff, right? Meeting your fans. I mean, yeah. well, that's why you're doing all this shit for, right? Yeah, they're, they're not, you know, it seems like they're not very big egos at all. Like, I was just telling my dad, like, Jay Boog's just walking along the street. Yeah. Like, or what do you call it? This guy is just walking down and shaking people's hands. Like, yeah. it's pretty crazy, you know what I mean? It seems like an all collective group. They're just here to vibe, smoke weed, and do whatever they got to do. So, <laughs> well, I put smoke weed first in the vibe. Yeah, anyway, probably that. Probably observation. From, a lot of joints going on. Back here, so. it's incredible. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. This has been a great time, man. I Thanks really so appreciate much, it. What a what a fun time for me to get back in the saddle, knock some rust off, chatting with these dudes yep. who I've known for a long time. Great respect, much love, Kevin. Thanks for putting it together, uh, Johnny. Once again, um, the best. Oh, and, and uh, tell us about the upcoming gig again. That's going to be at the Filipino Center. Yes, yeah, uh, it's, it's the Filipino Club at Salinas on June fifteenth, starting at I think the doors open at seven. Yeah, I'll be I'll be performing, uh, opening up for Jordan T out of Hawaii. Got a couple friends with me too to perform, so make sure to come out, buy your tickets on Eventbrite. If you guys need help, go to liljordan.com, L-I-L-J-O-R-D-A-N.com. Thank you, Destination Eight Three One, so much. Local love is always means a lot to me. So, yes, sir. That was great, guys.